0: All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.
1: I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac.
0: It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first actor. Oh, my gosh. Hello, darling. Hello, my (laughs) darling. I think just by the look of you, you have a story to tell me because I just asked you two seconds before we start recording, are you back home? And the answer was no. And you said, wait. No,
1: I'm 100% not back home, but I am in the U.S. Okay, so this is what happened. Uh So the plan was to go from London to Los Angeles, and I was going to see my family for a week or so before I head back to the Bay Area yes, where I reside. And my dad turned positive for COVID. My sister-in-law turned positive for COVID. My two-year-old nephew turned positive for COVID. And then my mother turned positive for COVID. So I was like, I am not coming back home.
0: Because you don't want to get sick.
1: Yeah, obviously. And this is 4th of July time, right? And 4th of July in the Bay Area. Sean, never go to the Bay Area during 4th of July. It's it's so bad it's so loud and you know with my sound sensitivity it's like it's hell so I was like I can't go home okay so my aunt lives up in Oregon so I rerouted and I'm up in Oregon now oh you for are a few that's kind of nice and then I'll come back yeah no it's lovely it's it's great but I was so sad when I found out all of my family got COVID I can't it was so but like, everybody's
0: okay uh,
1: Everyone is fine but when your 2 year old nephew yeah is I mean it's like your heart I my heart I just couldn't take it I know um, but everyone's doing well they're they're recovering so far so good
0: I want to ask you what the worst job you've ever had is because I know you love being a doctor and I know you love being a stand up. What's like the one of the worst gigs you've ever had? Mine was, you know, I worked at, in retail. I worked at like The Gap and Structure. Remember that? Uh-huh. It was it was called yeah. Limited The Limited Express for Men and then it was oh, changed Oh, I remember Limited. Yes. And then it was changed to Structure and I li- yeah. and I worked there and I, I did a lot of like retail jobs. Oh, one one that I hated was um, I did like landscaping gardening thing at my piano teacher's house to pay for my lessons because we couldn't afford my yeah. piano lessons. So yeah, totally. in, ex- in exchange for lessons, I did all of her yard work. It was the worst.
1: Oh, what was so bad about doing all the yard work? It was just like really challenging.
0: You're in the blazing hot sun all day, yeah. every day, um, yeah. digging ditches and mowing lawns and it just sucks.
1: Totally. I remember I would do these tutoring gigs and I would go to like people's houses and Mm -hmm. um, it was like, I would be like really scared to go to people's houses and like tutor them, you know? That's creepy. It was just like so stressful. It's just like, wow, the dichotomy between the kids that need the tutoring and then the the parents. And oh man, I just remember like my heart rate being like really just stressed out. But
0: did you interview these people or get to know them before you went over to the house? Like, did you know anything about this
1: this? agency where they would just be like, all right, you got a new tutoring. Like you got to teach math at this address. Like, see, you know, and tell me, tell me, tell
0: me a creepy story. Was there like a really bad kid or really bad parents or something was weird about the house or something?
1: No, it was just like it was just really like very clear that like there was a there was a dichotomy between like the kid that really wanted to get you know better grades on whatever the subject and then like the f- the family was like not at all on the same page like maybe someone in the other room was like blasting tv and like okay so it's you like know, it was just like really d- it was like not a supportive environment at all and oh, i right. remember just feeling like really stressed out isn't that funny by- because to
0: that family you stepped into their normal Like that's how they live. That's a, well, what's the problem? The TV's going, the dog's running around, everything. Chaos, right? right, Is normal to people. Yeah.
1: No, totally. And you know, I'm super, I'm super sound sensitive, right? So Uh, like the slightest sounds I'll like pick up. So, and especially then you're going into other people's homes. And I don't know if you have this, but you can really absorb a lot of, What's going on energetically? I don't know if you yes. have you ever like gone into a room and been like, "Oh my god!" Like there was a fight here. Like I yes. know people were yelling here. Like yes. for sure. When <laughs> like, you're,
0: how about when you're a kid and you go over to your friend's house and the parents just finished an argument? And you're like, "Yeah, you can feel." Oh that.
1: my gosh! Oh you my gosh! I mean? It's I so like, embarrassing. I'm getting chills actually now. Going back to some <laughs> memories where like I came over and then like so stressful god. to be like in those homes. My yeah. God. Well, you
0: know what? You know what's not going to be stressful? Uh, speaking of oh my tutors. God.
1: Our lovely, lovely guest. is Richard Marks. Richard Marks. I'm so excited to meet him. Have you met him before? Is he a good friend of yours? We've
0: had several dinners and he's a lovely person and human being. He's just the greatest. He's so normal for like a super mega, mega international superstar.
1: Oh, That is exciting. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah,
0: he's so sweet. I can't wait. He's funny, too. Um, Now, listen, we're continuing talking to our lovely listeners about their medical stories. And this is, I just love this. I'm, I'm sorry we waited so long to do this, but I just love it. Listen to this one from Sasha, who experiences something interesting in the bathroom. It's crazy because sometimes this also happens to me. There she is. Hi, Yay. Sasha.
1: Hi. <laughs> Sasha. Welcome. Welcome
2: to iPhone. It is so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Yes. It's such an
0: honor that you wanted to come talk to us. First of all, where are you from?
2: Yeah, um, I'm from Los Angeles.
0: Okay, great. Oh, and, great. Then, and what do you do in Los Angeles?
2: I'm a video editor.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, great. Fascinating. Now, you want to talk to us about the mysterious reaction you have when using the restroom. And by the way, I know a little bit about this. And guess what? Same thing.
2: (gasps) No way. Swear to God.
1: Really? Let's hear it like from the start. Like when did this start? Like tell us everything.
2: Yeah. Yes. So I have a, I call it a mystery disorder, if you will. Okay. In which when I use the restroom and every single time, um, Mm -hmm. my eyes will well with tears and my nose Mm -hmm. will get stuffy and run and my face will Mm -hmm. even turn flush like I've been crying. Yes. It's happened yeah. since I was a baby. I've never mm. not had it. And I didn't know it was abnormal. So I was probably like five or six or so, I think. So
0: you're like, mm. everybody poops okay. and pees and this has this reaction.
1: Oh yeah, no, like full tears. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, it happens wow. to everybody. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Apparently not. So you said your nose runs, your face flushes and your eyes tear up. Yes. Those are all signs of what's called a parasympathetic nervous system reaction. Yes. And our nervous system has a sympathetic and a parasympathetic Yeah, what uh, are the response again. system. Okay. So sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight. Like if you see a tiger yeah. in Los Angeles, you would run. That's Every a day. sympathetic nervous system. That's a response to stress. But then after the stress is over, your parasympathetic nervous system gets activated. And that's the one that's intended to Relax the body. It's sort of the rest, digest. It basically undoes the work of the sympathetic division after a stressful event. So, with okay. you, for example, you use the toilet, which involves straining, whether you're urinating or going number two, right? There's some kind of um, strain that is required in order to do that. It that is enough stress to the body that it's activating your parasympathetic nervous response. And that's why you're having all those reactions. So
0: Sasha, do you have anxiety like I do? And like when you go number two, do you like, do you, I, I, do you push too hard? Cause I do and then the hemorrhoids and blah, blah, blah.
2: You know, I mean, I never thought about it, but maybe I do. Oh,
0: or are you impatient?
2: You know, I would say I'm a pretty impatient person. I would say that.
1: (laughs) Because you're saying it's happened since you were a kid, this could just be, there's nothing wrong. (laughs) Like, this is just the way your body is. You're just sensitive. And there's nothing, like, pathological about it. It's just a reaction.
0: But it's not, not that it's wrong, but it is an odd reaction. I mean, I don't get it as bad as you, Sasha. What happens to me is always, every time I poop, I have to blow my nose after.
1: Oh, same. Yeah, same. I can say with certainty that your reactions, every single thing you're naming, are all signs of an activated parasympathetic response. period. Like that's huh. what happens when the parasympathetics are activated. So it's just it's just a heightened response. I think it's actually really cool. I'm curious, do you feel relief after you blow your nose or tear up or do you experience any kind of relief after that?
2: You know. I wouldn't say it's relief. I've always, I kind of don't really notice it, to be honest. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. I've had it since I was, you know, a really little kid. And right. so I would say, I mean, I, I wish there was more interesting things to say about it, but no, I no. You know, I thought everybody experienced it. So <laughs> What about your family? Is, does this run in your family? No. See, I thought it was genetic. Okay. But when I was younger, my parents took me to the pediatrician. and They're like, she cries when she pees. Is she, is she okay? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like she's fine. So nobody's, yeah. it, it, like, nobody, no one in my family experiences it. I've never met anybody who's experienced it. I looked it up online, kind of some vague research about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just kind of, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, "Nah, whatever, like it doesn't affect me. And then into adulthood, I was like. You know, this is kind of weird. And then I told very few people, because it's a little bit TMI, you know, yeah, for yeah, yeah. you know, everyday Not conversation. <laughs> Not for you. No. We uh. love it here. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Um, and then I learned I was like, Oh, is this this is kind of weird, I think.
0: So let me ask you this. When you get bad news and it makes you upset and you cry, do people go, I'm so sorry? And you go, No, that's okay, I'm just pooping. <laughs>
1: You know, I haven't tried that one yet, but I probably
0: should try it <laughs> or I, you know, I'm fine. curious,
1: like if you've ever had a pap smear done, did you tear up when, or yes. get ready nose when that happened? Yeah. It's the same yes. principle because the pap smear in itself involves the pelvic wall to kind of contract and it's the same sort of movement. So yeah, that, that totally checks out. I mean, I don't know if it's two TMI, but it also no. happens during sex. Like,
2: I mean, oh, and like yeah. I said, that it's not sense. that big a deal. I just I just need to wipe my tears away, but it's not like, yeah. it doesn't bother me or my partner or anything. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. really interesting. That's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, no, totally. So, wait, it's so, all so,
1: parasympathetic, so, yeah. So
0: just to dumb it down for me as we say goodbye, just to dumb, dumb, dumb for me, dumb, dumb brain, <laughs> sympathetic, parasympathetic means oh, my God, fight or flight, I'm stressed out, I have anxiety. And then when Mm -hmm. the thing is resolved, the parasympathetic comes in and is like everything's going to be fine, it relaxes you. So it's just kind of a chemical thing.
1: Yeah. And it's actually controlled by the vagus nerve, which I've talked about yes, a lot. Yes. It's all, it's all increased vagal tone, which then leads to those kind of more digestive. So anything, digestion, rest, calm, um, anything like when you digest, you secrete all these digestive fluids. So you get teary and wet. Yeah.
0: So, have you ever had a massage? I don't think I have, no. Ooh, that'd be fascinating to see if like, if somebody gives you like a back rub or like, you know, you pay you, you, for, or for like a birthday or Christmas gift or whatever, somebody gives you a massage and you get a massage and a rub down if you start crying and like-
1: Right, doing right. all that? I, I might, you, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Lots of people cry after sex, <laughs> including me. So I'm, I'm yeah. like pro this, whatever. I cry,
0: I cry before it because I'm so happy that it's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, Sasha, thank you for coming thank and thank you, you for sharing so your story. Thank
1: you so much, Sasha, for sharing this. I love the show. Thank you so so much for having me.
0: Of course, honey. Aww, Thank you.
1: Thanks. That was amazing. So everyone, the number to leave us a message is one three two three five two nine six zero three one. That's 1323-529-6031. We love your stories, so please keep sharing them with us. Yeah, and let's get to Richard Marks.
0: We are supported by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because of the convenience. I don't want like my whole kitchen counter just filled with all these supplements and vitamins and stuff and I have to unscrew them and take them and put them in the thing. This takes care of all of that. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Also, another thing I love about AG1 is the energy it gives me. I immediately feel it right after I take it and I love the taste. It tastes so good. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Boy, did we hit the marks today with a great guest. He's a triple platinum musician, the only male artist in history to have his first seven singles reach the top five of the Billboard charts. What? He's one of my most favorite humans I've ever met in my whole life. I love this man. It's my friend Richard Marks. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? Richard. I'm so great. nice to
1: meet you. Nice
0: to meet you, too. Oh, yeah. No, it's Sean. He just put his glasses on. Did you not? Did you forget where you were? You guys
1: have the same oh, glasses. Wow. What we is do. going on here?
0: We do. Was There's that oh, planned? Oh,
1: it,
3: It's Sean Hayes. It's Sean Hayes and Dr. Pranaka Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so wait a minute. I just want to start because you know this is a medical podcast and I'm I'm obsessed with medical stories and issues and stuff like that. So, but before we get to that, I just want to say I don't think I've ever said this to you. We've had dinners before, we're in each other's lives, we text. I absolutely adore you. Uh, But I've never said this to you, which is kind of wild. There isn't a single human being on the planet who doesn't know who you are and can't sing one of your songs, isn't that the, like, the most bizarre feeling in the world? Like somebody somewhere right now is playing one of your songs. I mean, not to get meta about it, but isn't that just insane? It's insane. And Thank it's, you. Uh, next, next question. It, so, um, <laughs>
3: no, no expounding. <laughs> uh, holy crap, dude. It's like, it's it's something that I, as I've gotten older, and as, as my uh, time doing what I do has gone into the fourth decade, yeah, it just keeps resonating with me more powerfully. And yeah. the fact that people know my, like these I write these songs for very selfish purposes. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they adopt them into their lives. They get married to them. They play them at funerals. They right. play them at proms and graduations. And, yeah. and it's kind of unbelievable. it's, and unbelievable. it's just and, the most and humbling thing.
0: And people see your gratitude. And I think that's why people love you even more. Like your appreciation, mm-hmm. your gratitude. And you're like, because one of the highest compliments I can pay you is that you are an incredible artist, but you're you're also at the same time self aware. You know your strengths, you know your God given gifts, and you know how much we love them. So you're not off trying to create like a heavy metal band album or some intense right. dance album, or and it's and we recognize that we love you for it. And it's why people are drawn to you because you're authentic and real and kind, and of course, mm-hmm. otherworldly talented. I think, I think you're right. As you get older, and I put words in your mouth, but you just become aware of all that.
3: Yeah. And also before we carry on, I love you too. You're one of my favorite people. And we don't see each other enough. And I the know. last time we, the, I texted you, I think it was like a week or two ago. You all did right. the, the Top Gun thing. and it, I must've watched so it good. 17 so times. Funny. Is it lotion? Are you <laughs> so using good. lotion? Yeah. What is it, Tom Cruise? So I did this, some stupid so sketch good. where I'm
0: yelling at Tom Cruise for looking God, so good. God, it was so brilliant. First of all, <laughs> now you're gonna think I'm real geek, but I love what you do on TikTok where you do the, uh, where a, a follower gets to sing a melody to one of your songs while you sing the harmony. Oh yeah. But oh, it's yeah. too high for me to sing.
3: You're like a soprano, <laughs> so you know what I mean. You like sing way up there. All right, so I'll, I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a TikTok that's really just for you. I won't I won't say it's for you, mm. but you and I will know it's for you. And it's okay. I'm like okay. Wherever you, you go,
1: wherever
2: you go. <laughs> whatever you
0: do. And I'll, no, I mean I can sing kind of high, but not that high. That's yeah. crazy. Your voice is crazy. So wait, <laughs> um, when are you? By the way, is a musical coming? What, what's taking so long for you to write your original Broadway musical?
3: Oh, I don't. I don't know, man. I've had conversations with different people about it. I've hovered around it. I have, uh, I've actually been approached not that long ago from a producer on Broadway about trying to, I did this song that was a big hit for me in the 90s called Hazard. That's this murder mystery set to music. It was a huge song for me. And they came to me and said, we could make, what do you think about making that into a, a Broadway musical? And I was like, well, that is even more appealing to me because it's not, you know, hey Broadway! Yeah, it's yeah, like a exactly. Dark. You know, like there's a lot of gravitas to something like that. So, but I yeah.
0: don't know. Well, God, well I'm gonna look at me. I'm gonna call you in a week and just be like, I got it all mapped out. <laughs> 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 um, wait, tell me about Limitless. It came out a couple years ago. It's your
3: it's your latest album. Where did the title come from and why? Limitless was one of the songs on the album. Um, it was it came out right before the pandemic. What inspired the title, though? Just the way I feel about. Um, uh, I mean, it certainly related relates to an abundance of love that you can give someone, but it was sort of oh, like I wrote great. that song when I was really uh, going through an extra. I've been doing this for a long time now, but I guess what had just gone through a real extra period of enlightenment and listening and and you know, sometimes we search for like a great podcast or a great meditation or yeah. and, and sometimes you go if you if you are somewhat evolved. You guys might understand, like you go through periods where you're like, "I know this, I've, know, I've heard yeah. that."
0: When you said you know? someone evolved, you looked at Priyanka and not me.
3: Oh, did?
1: <laughs> I can just tell she is. Priyanka's
3: like she's got evolved written all over her face.
1: <laughs> um,
3: I love that. So, I love that. So that's where that came from, but. Since we're since we don't need to plug that because it was 2020, no, right. um, starting uh-huh. in a couple of weeks, I don't know when this comes out, but in a couple of weeks, it will there'll be the first single from my new album, which is coming out in September. And it's, I'm really excited about it. It's the most ambitious thing I think I've ever done. It's 20 songs, it's four, what five song EPs. There's a pop EP, a rock wow. EP, a country and they're all EP, original songs and oh, ballads. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Wow. Everything
3: from I wrote a, one of the country songs with Keith Urban. I wrote one of the ballads with Burt Bacharach. I wrote wow, this first wow. single with my son, Lucas, who's like the most talented person I know. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, the single, same heartbreak, different day comes out in like a week. And, wait, uh, I gotta write this oh, down. Right. It's same. I'll send it to you, Sean. Yeah, please do. Wait, I'm, I'm flipping out about this. So wait, and the, album, the album right now is September 3rd and it's called Songwriter.
0: September third.
1: Oh, that's 3rd. exciting. That is cool. Wait,
3: it's
0: twenty original new songs. Yeah. Good God, I need a nap. How just long hearing did that, that take
1: you to to? Yeah, come up with twenty new songs. Well, I, I mean, it
3: took a while to you know record and finish and mix and all that. There were some yeah. pieces of songs that I'd had sitting around that I never really found the right home for. Um, mm. But you know, we had this thing called the pandemic. What? Mm. No, wait and it gave a minute. I slow about down. About it. it gave me yeah. all this time, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know. found myself uh, going, "Oh, I don't yeah. really have much excuse to not write and record." That's
0: crazy. Wow. But you know what's crazy? Look, and then we got to move on because I could just yeah. blabber about you all day. How long. lucky
1: for us though that we're going to be able to hear that? That's amazing. I know. I'm super Thank
0: excited. You. But it's just amazing that like your brain is just. I don't understand how people. Like you, and there's probably five of you in the entire world can just write hit song after hit song like it just comes out of you I don't understand yeah you're it.
1: prolific, yeah, I'm yeah. curious if you knew from a very young age that you were going to be a musician
3: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure I, I'm my yeah. both my parents were Musical. My father was a composer and arranger and producer of jingles, of, of TV commercials. Oh, oh. Yeah. And my mom sang on on, on all those. Oh, My really? father couldn't sing. He couldn't sing to save his life, but my mother was a great singer. And so I think I got a little bit of, of both of them. So I got the catchy, mel- melodic sense from my dad and the And then the soprano
0: voice from your mom.
3: And the soprano voice from Ruth. <laughs> Sean, do you know what my mom sang? What? Quasar remember? What it, Quasar. Quasar. No way. That was my mother's voice. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. Quasar.
0: <laughs> shouldn't, have that, shouldn't, have the, shouldn't
3: have the vibrato
0: I do though. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So wait, let's get to the good stuff. I want to know yeah. about this. Yeah. What the hell is this? Something happened to you where you had a mysterious illness that
3: gave you the chills and the shakes and hallucinations or something like yeah. that. What is yeah. it? What okay, is it? Well, do, and how old were you? I'll tell you what's great about it was that when they came to me and said, "Hey, you would you do an episode of this podcast with Priyanka and Sean Hayes?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course. <laughs> and then they and then they filled me in on what it is. Yeah. On yeah. What you know, and I thought, "Wow, I have a really good one for them. I have a really oh, good." Oh, yes, time. you
1: do. Yeah, yes. and I mean, you wrote about it in your book. Yeah. Which
3: it's the opening chapter of my book, actually.
1: Yeah.
3: I love so, that. Um, I've generally been so healthy my adult life that I've, I'm kind of cocky about it. Like I just I yeah. say, I don't, I don't get sick. I don't get colds. I don't cancel I know. shows. You're in great shape. You're You're never sick. Yeah. I'm, you know, I got a little, I can be a kind of a dick about it. I can be like, oh, you're got a cold, really? Oh. I, mean, I don't get cold." For, you know?
1: for someone who's a dick about it, you have a lot of self-awareness, though. Wow. Yeah. You know, if so you're going to be a dick,
3: you should know you're a dick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you
0: wait, You know, wait, wait, wait. You know what I always say? Right. I, I tell
1: my patients that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what I always
0: say at the beginning of like a table read of a new job, whether it's like a movie or TV show or whatever, or a play, I always say out loud, I go, there's always an asshole, right? And if you look around <laughs> and you can't find the asshole, it's probably Either you. You're the you? asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, go right. Ahead. So
3: uh, I was on the road. I'm always on the road. I don't so mm-hmm. much tour like the old days. You would tour behind a particular project or album, and then you'd right. be off the tu- off tour to make right. a new album, and then you go back on tour. Those yeah. days are kind of over for somebody yeah. like me. I just do shows all year, every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Unbelievable.
3: So I was on, on on
1: average in a year, how many shows do you think you do in a year?
3: I mean, in the over the last ten years, I'd say it ranges between minimum sixty-five, seventy shows a year. Isn't that to crazy? A, a hundred to a hundred. I'm probably wow. That's
1: ne- like a show every and, and, and three days. And what, I mean, that's, and what that's, do you think yeah. what do you
3: think your net worth is?
1: <laughs> Sean.
3: <laughs> so I was out doing some shows. I had five shows in a row. Which a lot of people would freak out about, but uh, again, I just I think it's because I sing so consistently and so often, mm-hmm. I do so many shows that I don't have any issues with my voice, knock yeah, for Micah. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I do a long show, you know, it's usually 20 songs, it's a lot of talking and stories, and, but it's so much fun for me. and uh, I just I can do show after show after show. It's no problem. Amazing. And like hmm. I, And like I pointed out, I never get sick. So I (laughs) I had a little, I went to South America in October of 2019. Mm -hmm. Came back. I was there for two weeks doing shows. Uh, Daisy was with me, my wife. I went live. Yeah. She loves you too. She says, she sends her love. And to Scotty as well. Um, Yes, thank you. So we came back to LA. I had four days off before I had to go do this run of shows on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. One of the things Daisy and I love to do is hike. We hike all the time. So we we decided to go hiking Mm -hmm. Now, again, Daisy is not only gorgeous, but she's in great shape. She's a great athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we're hiking and it's level, I I have to keep up with her because she's got really long legs and she's booking it. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. minute there's a hill, I wipe the floor with her. I like Mm -hmm. just, she fades in the distance. (laughs) I don't uh-huh. know what it is. Wow. She just doesn't do hills well, uh-huh. so I'm always like, way, "Well, the shorter way, way legs, the
0: shorter legs move faster ascending." That's true. That's right. what it
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I noticed that we're going up. I'm first of all, I'm noticing that I'm tired, and I'm thinking that's not like me. But we just got back from South America. I did two weeks of shows there. I'm human. I'm in my fifties. We uh-huh. start doing this hike, and within 20 minutes, not only is she outpaced me flat, but on the hills. And I finally looked at her, and I was like, "I." I don't feel well. Like, I I feel really just so lethargic. And uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so we got, came home. She said, you're probably just jet lagged. And I took a shower. We, we had this big swivel chair in our bedroom. And I just l- laid down in this chair. And I uh-huh. noticed that I couldn't stop sweating, even though I was out of the shower. Mm-hmm. And that I just felt weird. And she said, wow, you, you feel really warm to me. Like, mm-hmm. And we didn't have a thermometer at home, so I didn't know if I had a fever. But she said, are you going to be okay to do these shows? Because I was leaving the next morning at like yeah. 4 a.m. to catch a flight to East mm-hmm. Coast. And I said, yeah, I'm sure I'll be fine. I just need a good night's sleep. Well, I didn't get a good night's sleep. I woke up the next morning really sick, like really feeling horrible. But yeah. my voice was okay. Usually the first, if I have any kind of issue, I feel it. like My voice gets uh, yeah. scratchy and there was none of that. So I thought, I'm going yeah. to be, I can at least do the show tonight. No problem
1: but I felt oh, like Mom.
3: crap. I fly to DC or wherever it was for the first show and I get through the first show kind of no problem. I actually kind of get a little bit of adrenaline going and I'm fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Then we fly to the next city, which was somewhere in, on the East Coast. I can't remember where. And I kind of like slept most of the day before soundcheck, but I got through that show. But, but I noticed that when I was on stage... I was sweating through my shirt. I was, right. I knew that something was up. And the shirt, that shirt was the one you have on now, right? Because yeah. Because the sleeves just, are gone. I haven't <laughs> washed it since. Yeah, the sleeve, you had to take the I sleeves just, off. It had sleeves at yeah, the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I just took them off. <laughs> um, third day, we fly to New Jersey, and I'm in Montclair, New Jersey. And I said to my tour manager, Sam, who's a part of this story... Um, I said, "I just need to get to the hotel as soon as we can and just sleep, uh-huh. yeah, um, until showtime. I get in the hotel, I go to sl- I fall asleep, and about an hour later, I wake up and I am drenched in sweat, oh but God. shivering. Yeah and, and I've had cold chills before, but all of a sudden it slowly started to uh, escalate, and I started convulsing. I started oh my having, God. I started having a seizure. Where I couldn't, I was. This is like you can't. Only you guys can see this, but I'm not exaggerating when I say I was in the bed,
1: like, like
3: having. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Question: Clarifying question. Were you conscious that you were shaking your body in that way? You knew that was happening. Okay, so just to just to be clear, um, maintaining awareness of body jerking is. A, a feature of not a classic se- a seizure, because uh, people who have classic seizures they don't they have don't awareness. Right. That they're shaking. So, so what could have been happening was um, what's called um, myoclonic jerks, which are basically I've known so many of those muscle guys. muscle jerks. what? I just said
0: I've known so many myoclonic jerks. That they're just you yeah. want to hang out with them? I mean, yeah. you
1: said earlier you were a dick, so this is yeah. consistent it's with being <laughs> my, myoclonic jerk. Yeah, yeah. but we'll um, but yeah, them. just to to clarify. <laughs> so okay, so you had these massive. Com- so your body was basically convulsing severely and you were aware of it um okay were you did you have a temperature at this point or what you were just sweating profusely or what was kind of well
3: here's what happened Uh, that went on for about six minutes straight and I was Uh aware of it and I was terrified because I remember thinking I couldn't stop it and I thought I'm gonna have a heart attack and this was at the hotel in Montclair, New Jersey. No disrespect. Oh my gosh! But that's not that's not where I want to go out, man. <laughs> right, I don't want to right, go out. I in know. A-
1: can you imagine? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, it finally starts to settle down, but I'm still so weak. And what I've yeah. just experienced is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Uh-huh. And and I've got about an hour before I have to, like, go do sound check. Of course, in the midst of this, once the once the seizure ends. I go uh huh huh and my voice is fine so I'm like I, I think I can do the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And I'm so scared to get out of the covers, Priyanka, because even though it's yeah. warm in the room, I'm so afraid of the temperature like yes. making me chill again. I've had this before, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: Totally. So I craw-
3: I crawl. I had no strength. I crawled to the bathroom, turned on the shower, waited for it to get hot, got under the shower. And by the time I got out of the shower, I was feeling a little bit better. I, I called down, I texted my tour manager, Sam, and I said, I need a thermometer because I didn't tell him about the seizures or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, right. my wife every day throughout the day is going, how are you feeling? Right. And I'm going, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then she starts texting Sam because she doesn't believe me. And Sam's going, well, you know, he's he's definitely pale and he's weak, but his voice sounds great and he's getting and he's, laugh, he's telling <laughs> yeah. jokes and the audience is going crazy. So he comes up with a thermometer, and I said, yeah, something happened. He goes, what happened? I said, I, I don't even want to get into it. I said, but let me just take my temperature. So I mm-hmm. take my temperature, and it's 104. Jesus.
1: Yeah, wow. And he goes, oh, my That's God, really
3: we have to get you to the hospital. And I was like, "Right, dude, I'll take, uh, you know, I've got— advil or tylenol in my bag i'll take like we got to go to we got to go do the show
1: can you can you describe like what was your brain function like at 100 like 104 degrees is basically a sign that your your whole body is totally inflamed that can impair your ability to think do you remember what what your thinking was like in that state
3: when it came back reading 104 i was kind of fine i i was uh cognitively i was fine we got oh to goodness. the we got to the venue about 15 minutes away, and I got dressed for the show and immediately started sweating profusely. God, in my dressing room, and I remember going out. This is the third night of this run of five shows, and I went out to the you know anybody you Sean you know this especially when you go backstage. It's a lot of weaving and winding yeah. to get to the stage, and and there's a couple people like showing me with flashlights, and I. Actually, at one point I had to like hold on to the wall because I was getting a little wow. dizzy. Oh wow. That's and crazy. easy. I, I I in retrospect, I should have said, guys, I gotta go to the hospital yeah. because I'm really, really right. sick. Here, here's, right.
0: here's one of the differences between me and you. If I even felt one chill, I'm like, guys, I'm out for two months. <laughs> two yes. months, I'm see you later. That's the difference. I
1: mean, yeah, this is this is a great question. So what part of you kept why did you keep pushing?
0: Did you feel the guilt
3: because of the ticket buyers and blah, blah, blah? Do you feel guilt?
1: Yeah, what was motivating you to just keep pushing through this all this stuff?
3: Part of it is, the I guess, what Sean just said, the guilt of knowing there's a packed house out there waiting for me. Also, my wow. voice was okay, so I thought at worst, if my voice is good, I can do this, you know? I've done shows uh-huh. over back in the heyday where my voice would be really hoarse, but I would still get through the show, no problem. By the time I'm getting on the stage, though... Wow. I know that i'm not I know that something's not right i'm I'm feeling a little woozy and I'm a little nervous about like what's gonna happen. I do the first song, and the audience just goes nuts mm-hmm. and that's of course a big blast of adrenaline and I'm in <laughs> and like oh, so I'm telling jokes, I'm doing the usual show I'm doing, and then I'm doing that song I mentioned Hazard, which has a very some people would call it a complicated rhythm pattern in the guitar when i'm I'm playing acoustic guitar, yeah. And it's technically, you know, you gotta nail it. And I've been playing it for so long that was all muscle memory. And I remembered that mm-hmm. I was playing Hazard, singing this lyric about this murder mystery. And I remembered my brain, this would be interesting for you, Pranka. I remembered that the words that were coming out and the chords I were I was playing were perfect. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if the original spelling of my name was with a K-S. <laughs> <I> wonder... <laughs> And yeah. I wonder if at any point so you were did I have a
1: on a different planet? Yeah,
3: and I'm like hallucinating this whole thing. I've,
0: by the way, this entire time you've been telling the story, I was wondering how my last name was spelled originally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sean was dissociated from this interview like 20 like, minutes ago. Was it with a
0: Z? There's no way it was with a Z, Hayes.
1: Two
3: songs later, I'm pl- I'm standing playing, and I'm there's sweat dripping from my hair down onto my ear, but I think uh-huh. that the roof is leaking.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're completely And I'm having this
3: whole, but yeah. after the show, I, so there was somebody in the audience who I was a guest of mine that lived in that town and they came backstage and they were like, oh my God, that show was so great. And I'm collapsed in a chair.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. So at this point you're delirious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what delirious.
0: Priyanka, what is this? What what did it end up being? Just like I mean, it sounds like it's it happened in 2019, you said. So it sounds like COVID. But, but wait, but there's not. more.
3: Oh but wait, geez. there's yeah, more. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, if I ask now. I collapsed in this chair after the show. <laughs> Sam, the guy who I mentioned before, comes running back to tell me what a what an amazing show I just did, and he sees me. <laughs> And he looked at me and I've been working with Sam for about eight years. And he's a really wonderful uh, person to work with on the road. But he's also become sort of like family. And he looked at me and he said, I love you. And that was a great show. But if you don't go to the hospital with me right now, I'm resigning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. You, look, you
0: look like shit probably.
3: Yeah. He right. thought he, I looked like I was dying. So we go to the emergency room at midnight. You know, in Montclair, New Jersey, I was in there until 3.30 or 4 a.m. They did a bunch mm-hmm. of tests, the standards, like malaria, um, you know, yeah. the, the common stuff.
1: Right, because you had just come from South America. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. West know, Nile, they tested prior. me for West
3: Nile. Yeah. Right. Several, like the, the battery of normal stuff. And
1: the
3: yeah. ER doctor said to me, she said, uh, we've tested you for everything that we would test you for right now, and everything yeah. is negative. But I really urge you to go home and see your physician because you yeah. obviously have an infection. Yeah. Right. Your, your your fever is like, keeps spiking up to 104. Wow. That's not okay.
1: So just to be clear, you were having recurrent spikes up to 104, like every day for yeah. several I had, days. Okay. I had
3: three or four days in a row of 104. Yeah. Your body's been like, why are you performing right now? I need to- Right. Yeah. I need to get right. fixed. Tom- yeah. I, I went and got an IV in the next town the next day, and I actually did all five shows on that run. I oh cannot even believe God. that. Wow. And then I came home, <laughs> and, and I went right to an infectious disease uh, expert at UCLA yeah. Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they tested me for everything. And This is, very bad. You know, later on we thought, well, maybe I was patient zero of COVID because it was like right around <laughs> the time yeah. that yeah. COVID was coming to America before people even knew about it, late October of 2019. Oh, yeah, Richard Marks
0: brings it to America. That would have been hilarious.
3: <laughs> I got to be relevant somehow, Sean. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, they tested me for like stuff I'd never heard of, and it was yeah. an unbelievable battery test. And they came back and yeah, they I said, uh, you have a fever of unknown origin.
1: Yeah, yeah. I tested negative origin. for everything.
3: What does that mean?
1: So basically, fever of unknown origin is the medical term that basically is the definition for any kind of fever based illness where they're not able to get the diagnosis and then it and it goes it goes away before they're able to diagnose what it so is it and it's usually and... prolonged like it's been going on for a while there's a laundry list of things that they think it could be but generally when they can't figure it out it's called fever of unknown I, I want to know where you got yeah.
0: your energy from to do show I after know. show because didn't it make you like
3: so exhausted yeah i mean the the adrenaline on stage got me through it but then as soon as I was off stage and all through the day I was like I'd never been that wiped out wow. but wait mm-hmm. this is the best part oh slash worst part potentially but it's, it's all a happy ending obviously because I'm sitting here but
1: mm-hmm. I
3: felt a little better a few days later uh, I was cycling uh, Advil and Tylenol so I wouldn't mm-hmm. take too much of either mm-hmm. um, yeah the, finally the fever kind of reduced and and we just went away with like we don't know what that was or yeah. maybe it was miss, missed, you know, like somebody missed something. So, but I felt fine. I was back to working mm-hmm. out, hiking. I t- felt totally fine. Um, I continued to tour through the new year. The album Limitless came out in February. I did 20 shows that month. Good God. Mm-hmm. To launch that project. Oh, wow. And then COVID happened, and then the shutdown happened, the lockdown right. happened. Yeah, right. So I, Daisy and I flew. I was in New York doing Regis. Uh, Regis, jeez, that's <laughs> never. Uh, uh, poor Regis. Ke- Kelly Regis. and Michael. Yes. I was doing Kelly and Michael, and then I was set to go to Europe the next day to to continue a tour in Europe, and we just decided to pull the plug, and we came back to California. So yeah. now, yeah. COVID becomes lockdown. Weeks go by, I'm trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do with myself, yeah. I, I, you know, um, like everybody did, it was a real kind of shock to have to be still, you know, yeah, but I was sort of getting into it, and about six weeks into the lockdown, I fell asleep on the, our couch and monkey, monkey in the pods. afternoon, and when I woke up, I had chills again. Oh my God, oh, oh, no. oh shit this This feels familiar. I won't go. I won't. I'll, the Reader's Digest version is that by by the next morning I had 103 fever. Oh my god. Oh no. And then two days later, I I, st- I had a fever for like two days, and I called my my GP. He um, was a really close friend of mine as well, and he said, Gwyneth "Oh, Paltrow? you got COVID." What? You called Gwyneth Paltrow?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you said?
3: That was really quick. That was really impressive.
1: <laughs> anyway, he's very good at
0: that.
3: Um, wait, so you had COVID? You got fucking. He, my no, my doctor said you've got COVID. There's there's nothing else out there. And he said now I'm thinking that maybe this is your second round of COVID. Right,
0: right.
1: Oh my goodness. I
3: go, I get tested, negative. He goes, it's a false negative. I, there's no way you don't have COVID. Two days uh-huh. later, he tests me again. By the way, the fever is maintaining every day.
1: Oh he wow. Test me, so test me a back. second
3: time, negative. He said you still there's still a nine percent chance you still have COVID. We're going to test you again in 24 hours. Third Uh test, negative. I didn't have COVID. So now Mm -hmm. we dive into, and now I'm on this thing that's where it's like it was in October, but it's not going away. Oh, wow. I go to another infectious disease expert, this time at Cedars. They run me Mm -hmm. through all these other tests. They come back with essentially, we don't know. And it finally comes down to, I had a fever of at least 102 for 44 days in a row.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. By the
3: third week or fourth week of that, um, my doctor sat me down and he said, look, I got to be honest with you. He said, there's really only two things now. You either have a heart infection. Oh. Mm -hmm.
1: Endocarditis. Yeah.
3: Endocarditis Mm -hmm. or you have lymphoma. Oh, my God.
1: Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And Right, because malignancy can cause uh, recurrent fevers. Yeah, That must have been really hard to hear. What was that like for you to hear that?
3: Uh, horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Really That's scary. Kind of- I said, look, let's attack the heart thing first because I knew that that would be an easy test. So I had, I, mm-hmm. I don't, Priyanka, you would know what the test is, but I went in, it was like a 20-minute thing where they really go inside and see all the valves mm-hmm. and everything in your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it's an immediate result, and they go, "Your heart is 100 fine." Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Which so was now I'm like,
3: "Okay." Trip. Well, that was a relief, but then I'm thinking, "This is, you know,"
0: and so you should have pulled your guitar and gone, "I got a fever
3: of a <laughs> hundred." Come on, Sean. baby. Okay.
1: Sean,
3: <laughs> I I get this uh, call from my doctor again and and he says, you need to come in and do a PET scan right away because we got, he said, said, I'm, this is what it is. You know, I can't imagine it's not lymphoma. And- Oh my goodness. I hear that and I hang up the phone and (laughs) my wife Daisy goes, you don't fucking have lymphoma. He's yeah. full uh-huh. of shit. Yeah, there's no way. There's all these yeah. other symptoms that you don't have. Yeah, you just have uh-huh. a fever that we that they can't figure out.
2: But you well, don't you're fucking
3: uh-huh. have lymphoma, and she's really upset. Your Daisy Fuentes impression is spot on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so it came down to I kind of backed off the PET scan mainly because the amount of radiation that that puts in you. Yeah. I, I just wanted to have a, a minute to think of, think about it and see is there is there anything else we could do before that. They were talking about doing spinal taps, all this other stuff.
1: And right, I swear right. to you,
3: I finally agreed to the PET scan. Let's say it was three days later, four days later. Uh-huh. And the morning before, I didn't have a fever all day. It was the first, wow. first day I didn't have a fever. So I called my doctor and I said, I didn't have a fever today. Let me see if I go another 24 hours. If I go another 24 hours, I, I'm gonna like we're gonna hang on to, for a second, uh-huh. and my uh-huh. fever never came back.
1: Oh what! Wow, this wow. is crazy.
3: My inflammation levels, which at that time were according to him the highest he'd ever seen in a patient, and he's been practicing for 50 years. That's crazy. Uh huh. My inflammation levels went back to normal. Wow. Wow. Let Let me just say it because it's like. Pretty, pretty exciting to say. Yeah. My doctor, I am his single greatest medical mystery of his career.
1: Did he say that's that? Amazing.
3: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I don't even have a response. I mean, that's... Uh, how long... Wait, I have a question. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so when you first got these symptoms, it was 2019 somewhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, and then they stopped. How long before they started again? Maybe. And how long has it been now since they started? Good question, Sean. Thank you.
3: Uh, i you know you <laughs> know thought, me. I won't stop until I'm
0: satisfied. satisfied.
3: <laughs> okay, go ahead. I've done that math so many times because um I I was scared, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was about five months between the first symptoms and yeah. the second symptoms. Okay. Okay. Um, And it's been a year and a half, two years since then. Oh, so you're fine. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. So, just out of curiosity, let's say, and I hope this never happens, but let's say the fever comes back. Would you then go ahead and do the PET scan now? Or what? Oh, yeah. How would you?
3: If I got another bout of this, I would have to go, let's at least rule that out. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's right. just that, you know, at one point I play tennis with my doctor, you know, pretty regularly. And, oh, wow. And because we've been great friends for a long time. Sean,
1: we should start that. We should. Well, we should play, <laughs> play pickleball.
3: Pickleball. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, let's pick-a-ball. play pickleball. Ball, yeah. let's play pickleball.
3: <laughs> and it was about a year after that whole thing went down. Um, and there were a lot of follow ups just to make sure that of my information wasn't going back up. And it was just it just went away. And.
1: Yeah. That's and so about a year crazy. later,
3: I was playing tennis with him and we we went we had a really tough point between us. And I don't remember whether I won the point or he won the point, but we were laughing about how hard we worked at that point. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped and looked at me. And I said, "What?" And he said, "I'm just, dude, I'm looking at you." And he said, and I I a year ago, I really thought like He's not going to be here. Something. Wow! Oh my goodness, that's so right? crazy. Yeah.
1: Was it? I wow. mean, can you just describe? There are thousands of people living who are sick, and they have no idea what they have or what's yeah. going on. I mean, it's a very distressing place to be. You experienced that for forty-four days, and that was the second time. So, I mean, what was that like to to not know what was going on, and to still not really I still know? not know?
3: Yeah. Um, I've, I've kind of made peace with not knowing what it is because yeah. I just, I've never been more, I've never felt more healthy and yeah. like, I, I don't mm. have any lingering stuff, but I'll be honest with you, like the weeks when I was going, when I'd gotten the news that it could be a heart infection or it could be lymphoma, I would yeah. be walking up and down the beach every day, you know, slowly, I didn't have much energy. And I just remember thinking, well, if I have cancer, uh, you know, my mom was at the time, my my mom was... My mom had stage four lung cancer and was given six months to live at age eighty, and she lived almost six years. Wow.-huh
1: Wow,
3: wow. She was in the middle of her she just passed last August, so she was in oh midst, I'm sorry like she wasn't thank you. She was in the yeah. midst of of her cancer when this was happening. and I just remember thinking, yeah, you know, this is so bizarre. And it's funny, yeah. I've never mm-hmm. smoked a cigarette in my life and right. I've been pretty healthy, you know, but that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't you know, rule well, out. What about getting, all the cocaine? Do you think the cocaine might have? There's <laughs> no link between blow and cancer, and- dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but wait a minute, here's what it was, Richard. It was a stupid fucking bug that caused all the thing from South America and then it went dormant for a little while, then it came back and your body fought it and now it's done. That's yeah. A, that's Look what at Doctor
1: Hayes over here. Right? Isn't that what Diagnosing
0: it is? It's just. You. It's just. It's one of those things that we had a bug and now it's
1: it's gone. It's just
3: a, wha- it was just a wacky thing. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> is I just
1: hope, I hope this was the last of it. I hope you don't have to deal with this ever again. Um, Thank because, you. Because, yeah. It's it is scary. Also, I think your your story is such an extreme example of pushing through. I'm curious when you were having the fevers the second time around, did you still keep performing the, the way you did the first time?
3: No, there was, it was lockdown.
1: I couldn't. Because it was lockdown COVID. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. It was lockdown, right yeah. right. yeah. Would you have done things differently? Or do you think you, if you... Like, Let's say you weren't in lockdown. Do you think what you would have pushed through the just like you did the first time?
3: No, because the second time it was much more. It, first of all, it wouldn't go away, and it was. Um, I, I just I would go the entire day. I would wake up the, in the morning. I take I, I was taking my temperature so many times throughout the day I, yeah. out of anxiety, and yeah. I would wake up and I every once in a while I'd wake up and I'd go, Hey, baby. My, my temperature's normal, 98.6. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd take it again three hours later. I'd go, 98.6. And I would be like, okay, this is the first day. I'm gonna yeah. be on the mend. And then every night around 6.30 or 7 o'clock, I could be feeling great all day. And yeah. all of a sudden I would just look at her and she'd go, seriously? And, go, and I could say, yeah, I feel it. And I'd take my temperature and it would be 101 or 102. Oh, I yeah. thought she was
0: like, seriously? And you were like, yeah, I'm watching Jeopardy again at 7 o'clock.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the problem? Um, wait, that's yeah. so crazy. I know the feeling. You know, one time, I think I talked about this like a year ago on the show, which was I had emergency surgery because my small intestine burst open, And I was then under... Holy shit. Uh, I know, it's a long story. I, I yeah. n- Not nearly as long as yours. And, and I was under <laughs> anesthesia um, for a long time. And when I got home, for weeks, I had a fever. and I, But but no temperature.
3: Is that yeah. weird? That was a long story, even in itself. Yeah. Just now.
1: It was wild. So <laughs> yeah. you could feel in your body when you would spike a temperature. Is that correct?
3: As I remember, it would always start in the back of my neck. And wow. I would just oh, wow. feel oh, heat. Wow. I would feel like a... And then I would feel it in my chest. And then usually with my forehead was last. Uh, But then I would just feel Uh just, Internally hot I mean I know That I am Internally
1: hot yeah. <laughs> Let's face it like.
0: <laughs> You beat me oh, to so it funny. Wait It's the worst Feeling like shit It's just yeah. It's terrible yeah. Not feeling like yourself Especially when you're A performer like you Where you're just like I need me To do this job right. I can't not yeah. have Me at 100% yeah. oh, Anyway Well we're also Glad and lucky You're okay I
1: mean yeah And we're g- guess what We're gonna do now
0: We're gonna play A little game That's yeah, super, super fast Ready Okay
1: It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're just going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, take a guess because I'll give possible points for creativity. Sean, are you ready?
0: Yes, born.
1: Okay. Orchitis causes inflammation in what part of the body? Orchitis.
0: Orchitis? Orchitis. This is me. Yes. This is not you. This is question oh. for me.
1: Questions for Sean. Orchitis. Yes.
0: Or, or I don't know what or, 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 orca, orca, orca is uh-huh. a whale. Your stomach, I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, <Know> that <laughs> it's actually testicles. Orchitis is oh. inflammation of the testicles. Comes from the Greek word for orcus, which is okay. the Greek for testicle. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Second question for Sean: Which. Fleetwood Mac's song had a resurgence in popularity after it was featured in I'm a gonna... TikTok video of a man drinking cranberry juice while I know, skateboarding. I know, I know, I know! I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yes. I I, I I remember
0: that guy and I remember the video and I don't remember the song. Wait, wait, let me just think. Fleetwood Mac, it's um, it's not uh, Landslide because that wouldn't happen to that mm-hmm. song. I don't remember. Richard, Do you what, want to
1: take it? a guess, Richard? Go ahead. Dreams. That's correct. Oh, yeah, the yeah, answer yeah, yeah, yeah. is dreams. That's yes. right.
0: That's right. Oh my God. The video went everywhere. Okay. Oh, God, I too wrong so far.
1: That's okay. You still have one more chance. So, who were the weekend update anchors when you hosted SNL in 2001?
0: Well, one was Jimmy Fallon.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And the other one? Amy Poehler. That is incorrect. It was Tina Fey. Oh, Tina. By the way, I meant it to was say Tina. Tina. Oh, you meant to say Tina. Okay. I'll Uh, give you a half point because you got Jimmy right. Okay. Richard, you're next.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question. What kind of a doctor has the abbreviation GP? This is more in Europe.
3: General practitioner.
1: That is correct. Well, come on. (laughs) Sean. Go ahead. Okay. Second question. Which Kenny Loggins song was the title song for a 1984 movie about a town with a ban on dancing?
3: The night I gotta, I gotta cut, cut loose. loose. <laughs> oh, you sound <laughs> like him. loose. Said, that sounded like him.
1: That is correct. Foot loose. Okay. Third question. The music video for which of your songs starts with you playing piano on a stage in an empty stadium?
3: That was that whole tour. we empty stadiums. Um that would be that would be That would be right here waiting.
1: That is correct.
0: Wait, and one guy way in the back and it's me and you just see a little flash go off. And <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture. Oh, my God. He got all the easy ones. You got ones. three out of
1: three. You won. Congratulations. Ugh. You're Congratulations. in Dr. Wallace Hall of Fame. Richard, those were
0: super you, easy. <laughs> those were easy. <laughs> you
3: are a dream. I love you, my friend. You're the best. <laughs> I love you, too, buddy.
1: Thank you so much thank for you sharing for your story. Thank you for coming on. Well, riveting.
3: I feel like I've made a new friend, Bianca, so I'm yeah. thrilled to meet you. And Sean, Likewise. I love you. And Likewise, pal. Give my love to Daisy. And,
0: and uh, please send me the single. I really, really want to hear it.
3: Yeah, I'll send it to you today.
0: Okay, honey. Thank you so much for See being ya. here.
1: So nice Bye. to meet you. You too. Bye. Oh, my, oh, my. Can right? you imagine, Sean? No. I mean, can you imagine going through that? I can't.
0: One of the worst things you could feel is nauseous, just in general. It's yeah, like that, the that's worst pretty thing, bad. Because you can't, you, yeah. you're like, I, either want to, I want to throw up or I want to go number two. Like, you can't get totally. rid of it, right? You just want yeah. it to go away. The other thing that's the worst is a fever. Because I know, you can't, it's terrible. Like, you can't function. You can't, you know... You don't feel Just comfortable. Like totally Ugh. in the
1: zombie mode. Oh, but can you imagine having a fever for forty-four days? I can't no. even.
0: I mean, the only fever yeah. I get is when I'm around you because you get me so. Oh
1: wow! Hot and oh, excited. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that was a great show, and thanks also to our caller, yes, um, Sasha. Sasha, yeah. that was such a cool story. I love that, yeah.
0: guys. As always, thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Isenohal and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on hypochondriac are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.